Welcome to Writing Wrongs here at Hudgel Solicitors, the easy guide to the legal issues many people may have to deal with in their lives. I'm Keith Phillips and joining me is Paul McClory, Head of Travel Claims here at Hudgel's. Welcome, Paul. Hi, Keith. Well, we're here to answer a few questions for those listening about accidents abroad, whether you're on holiday or working, and why you might need a specialist solicitor. Well, first of all, Paul, what are the most common accidents abroad that you come across? There's a wide variety of different accidents abroad. Uh, they range. They can range from slipping or falling in your hotel when you've booked a package holiday. It can be an accident on a plane. It can be an accident whilst working abroad. And there's a, a whole variety and, and road traffic accidents abroad as well. Now, when we talk about accidents in hotels, what sort of things are we talking about? They're not necessarily serious accidents, are they? There can be a range of different severity of injuries. People can have more modest injuries where they slip in, say, the hotel restaurant and sustain a relatively modest soft tissue injury. Equally, sadly, we have seen incidents of people falling off balconies and sustaining severe life-threatening spinal injuries. And people are entitled to claim compensation for the damages they suffer? They can be, yeah. Um, if we can prove that there has been a breach of the local standard, and this is where it can be quite different to an English claim, we have to prove that the standard in the country where the accident occurred, that that standard has been breached. And it, it's that that is crucial. And when we talk about standards, we're talking about what, health and safety standards? Quite, quite. There'll be local regulations. They will differ from country to country. So what we have is a strong network of experts. They may be engineers. They may be architects. They may be lawyers from the country in question. And we can call upon their expertise to get the expert advice. And this is where specialist travel accident lawyers come in. That's right. These claims are not straightforward. You have to start by looking at the contract with the tour operator, if it is a package holiday. But that just starts the legal analysis. You then have to work out what is the relevant local standard. And travel specialists, they really come into their own in this area. And we were talking about accidents in hotels, but these accidents could also be on on cruise ships, for example, the same criteria would apply? There's different ins and outs to those claims. So with accidents on cruise ships, there can be more international, not standards per se, but when proving negligence, but equally there could be a defect with the ship. And again, expert evidence is key. Um, and again, another example, accidents on planes, they are a very discreet area which have got very discreet considerations. And if people are travelling abroad, and invariably they're going on an aeroplane, there's a special convention which covers accidents on aeroplanes, airports, even travelling to and from on a coach. That's right. There's an international convention called the Montreal Convention, and it's, uh, it's tailored very much to people who have accidents on planes or indeed when they're getting on or off the planes and traversing around the airports in certain circumstances. And in those cases, although you don't necessarily have to prove fault per se, you do need to know when the convention applies and when it doesn't because you can easily be caught out. What sort of accidents are we talking about when we, we talk about accidents on planes? We see all sorts. We see people tripping up and down stairs. 
slipping in the airport as they're walking on their way to the gate after their flight has been called. But commonly, we see scolding from hot coffees that have been spilled on people. And indeed, we see a lot of uh, baggage in overhead lockers falling on people and causing quite serious injuries in some, some circumstances. Now, people often book a fly drive, um, and if they're driving abroad, car accidents are not uncommon. Can people claim for those two? They can. Everything has got much more difficult following Brexit and the UK leaving the EU, but those claims can, in certain circumstances, still be brought in England. Even if they can't be brought in England and Wales, then again, we have a network of lawyers in countries around the world who we can work with and we can still make sure that people have access to justice. And when we talk about road accidents, well, it's not just car drivers. I mean, on a motorcycle, pedestrians, these all count as road traffic accidents that you could claim compensation for. Absolutely. We see any mode of transport, whether it's lorries, cars, motorbikes, pedal bikes and pedestrians. And indeed, a lot of European countries have much stricter laws on protecting consumers and individuals in, in circumstances where it may, for example, be a pedestrian against a motor vehicle. And again, it's having that knowledge and having that expertise and network of foreign lawyers. If someone has had an accident abroad, what are the circumstances usually when they can make a successful claim for compensation? So in most circumstances, we have to prove that somebody else has been negligent or the equivalent of negligence under the law that applies. So we have to usually establish fault on behalf of somebody else that caused that accident. If we can establish that, then we will be successful. Claiming against a package tour operator, someone who's arranged a holiday, that's presumably a straightforward process? It can be, and in certain circumstances, it's really not. So there is a very powerful piece of consumer legislation, which are the package travel regulations, which mean if you have booked a package holiday with a tour operator in the UK, the accident may have been caused by the foreign hotel company or their staff, but you can bring your claim against the UK tour operator you booked with due to the contract you've entered into. But it's not as simple as that. That's only the starting point. You still then need to prove that the local standard in place in the country where the accident occurred, that that standard has been breached in some way. And where have you been successful in getting clients a compensation award through their tour operator? We deal with these claims day in, day out. We see all sorts of examples, people slipping in hotels or downstairs, tripping around the premises or near the swimming pools. We see examples, sadly, of Legionnaire's disease cases due to, for example, inadequate water control systems. And there's a wide example of, of, of different injuries and illnesses that we see. People will be interested in knowing how much compensation they can claim for different injuries against a tour operator. Yes, and that depends on the severity of the injuries and not just the injuries, because the injuries is one part of the claim, but then also people can claim for the consequential losses. People will need medical care. They may need care and assistance from professionals or friends and families. They may have a loss of earnings. So the injury is one element, but there are other factors that, that come into play. 
For example, we acted for a lady who tripped down some stairs. She fractured her leg and as a result of that, she had not just the significant injuries and aftercare, but also loss of earnings. And that ended up being a six-figure settlement. What if you haven't booked with a tour operator there? What if you've booked it all separately? You've gone online and you've booked your flight and your hotel and your travel all through different companies. You can still claim, presumably, if you have an accident that wasn't your fault. But is it as straightforward? That does become more complicated. We can, in some circumstances, still help there because much depends on that contract and who you've booked with for which components of the holiday. And even if the claim cannot be brought in England and Wales, there will certainly be a viable claim in the country where the accident occurred. And again, through our network, we can put people in touch with trusted and reliable partners. And this is where specialist legal advice for travel accidents abroad comes into play, presumably. Absolutely. These are not straightforward claims. There are many different angles that a case can have and there are many different considerations. An expert travel lawyer will know what those issues are, how to identify them and how to act in our clients' best interests. If someone has had an accident abroad, they're not just being compensated for the loss of their holiday. There are many other factors which come into play. There are. There's the loss of the holiday, which would be very obvious. There's the value of the claim for the actual injuries. Sometimes the injuries can be physical and psychological. Often people will then incur private medical fees. They may need aids and equipment if they've been seriously injured. Often people will have a loss of earnings because they have to rehabilitate for a period of time and are unable to work. So there are many different heads of claim and many different losses people experience that need full consideration. We haven't touched upon rehabilitation, but if someone has had a serious accident abroad, the support that we provide at Hudgel Solicitors doesn't end when they return to the country. Absolutely not. That's just the start of the journey. We pride ourselves in putting the client front and centre. There is a legal claim, of course, but the individual wants early rehabilitation. We engage the very outset with the tour operator or the insurer, the paying party, and we engage with them proactively to encourage them to put in place an all-sing and all-dancing rehabilitation programme to make sure that client's recovery is expedited. For example, we acted for a gentleman who was sadly significantly injured in a motorbike accident. He sustained head injuries, multiple orthopaedic injuries. But through our efforts and through our proactive steps, we encouraged the insurer to engage with us. And they paid up front for significant early rehabilitation that meant his recovery was as efficient as it could be. And in addition to that rehabilitation paid by the insurer, he was also then able to claim compensation for his injuries, his loss of earnings and all of his other financial losses. But that rehabilitation was key to his recovery. Now, that was a significant settlement um, for that client who suffered a head injury as a result of a motorbike crash abroad. What other examples are there from your team where they have made life-changing settlements? There's a couple of examples that spring to mind. There was a lady who was on a plane and a hard case fell from the overhead luggage compartment. 
what at first seemed like a relatively innocuous accident actually led to significant memory memory related issues and other symptoms that were very debilitating it meant she couldn't work full time she needed significant medical treatment and rehabilitation and under the Montreal convention there is a maximum amount that can be claimed but due to our expertise and our efforts in proving her injuries and losses we managed to obtain a maximum six figure settlement for her i believe the case you were talking about the compensation award was around about 143000 pounds are there other examples where your team have secured significant awards Yes, there's several. Uh, there's one case that certainly I recall because a young child was injured in a road traffic accident and sustained life-changing in- injuries. Again, we helped with the rehabilitation program, but due to the severity of the injuries and the need for future care, the need for future treatment, lifelong, that case settled for seven figures, um, which it, it's not about the money. We don't see a claim as about a monetary figure. A civil claim is for compensation, but we see that individual and we see what their needs are. And it's about putting them at the start of the process to really maximise their recovery. It's important to say there is a time limit that you can claim for an award should you have had an accident abroad. Yes, there's differing time limits for every type of accident abroad. So if English law applies to a claim, for example, a package holiday claim against a tour operator, usually that time period may be three years. However, in a lot of these claims, the claim might be against a foreign insurer. And that time period differs from country to country. It could be one years, it could be 10 years or anywhere in between. And this is so key. People need to know they need early legal advice from a specialist so they don't miss a time limitation that they're unaware of. Well, which brings me to if someone is listening and they have had an accident abroad or someone in the family has, but they have yet to seek legal advice, what advice would you give them? On their journey? First and foremost, seek the medical treatment they receive. Equally, ensure that the accident is reported, whether that's reported to the holiday rep, whether that's reported to your insurer if it's a motor accident, or the travel insurer. Obtain evidence as well. Evidence is key to proving a case. Were there witnesses? Can you take photographs of the accident location? Ensure all of these steps are taken, but once you've covered those bases, do seek early legal advice. Much of what we've talked about so far has been applicable to people who've been on holiday. You can have an accident abroad while working. Yes, and we have acted for many people who have travelled abroad as part of their employment. They may be working on oil rigs, they may be working in offices across Europe or the world. Often they're employed by a UK employer And if an accident happens whilst they're working during the course of their employment, their contract of employment might give them redress if the accident was due to their employer's negligence. And these, again, are difficult cases that can have an overlap of different countries' laws, time periods, and specialist assistance is needed. And one of the strengths of your team is that you have specialists around the world, almost in every country, that you can access local knowledge of the law? 
We do. Over the decades, we've built up a strong and trusted network. They may be lawyers in different countries across Europe, across America, indeed across the world. But in other cases, it's not just legal advice, it's engineering advice, it's architects advice, depending on what has been the cause of the accident. But having that trusted network of lawyers and other experts is key to the success of any travel case. And Paul, what have been the more unusual accidents abroad where you've successfully represented a client? A few examples. We acted for a gentleman who was injured during a motorbike track day race event. That's somewhat unusual. Uh, Sadly, he sustained significant injuries, but we were able to secure a significant settlement for him. We also have acted for military personnel. So military personnel who may have been engaged in rock climbing or parachute activities, again, sustained significant injuries. Uh, They may seem a little more out of the norm. And more recently, a lot of cosmetic surgery abroad. People are booking package holidays that include cosmetic surgery and things are going wrong. And we're seeing more and more of those types of claims. Paul McClory, Head of Travel Claims here at Hudgel Solicitors. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Writing Wrongs. And if you need further information regarding an accident abroad compensation claim, head to our website, hudgelsolicitors.co.uk.